Poppy, where's Nicholas? I don't know. Where's he at? Paraguay? Today? You're saying? I don't know. He's a he's a globetrotter. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got with us uh, Rob. Si, sí, senor. Hello. And Devin. I'm here. Anybody do anything fun this week? Fuck yeah. 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 Did you crash some yeah. shit? No. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you know Scott did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Rob did. Rob did. Oh, yeah, I saw the picture. That's why where Rob said, oh, that's gay. And I was so, like, rad, dude. Rad. I had a good week up mm-hmm. until today. Dang it. But <laughs> before today, I did a bunch of flying. You know, um, I uh, told you guys last episode that um, my uh, the T-Rex 600 has got like a kind of a shake in it. And I'm like, what the fuck? After I changed the gains or whatever. Um, so I changed out the tail shaft and it still does it. So I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's the bearing like a one. Could it maybe be the one way bearing? I don't know. I'm not sure. So I'm still chasing that kind of a shutter. Maybe I just have the, uh, gain up a too aggressive on the, uh, governor on that. I'm not sure. Um, so just did some hovering around trying to feel that out, figure out what the hell's wrong with the T-Rex 600. Um, I flew the goblin, this SAB 570, a shitload probably like 10 packs over the week just having a great old time you know taking it out to the park um and in my backyard and stuff just trying to get a little bit better and better and a couple of times i had a little audience little kids out there waiting to you know i was flying before the bronco league which was about to play or whatever so some of them kids got to watch and they're like oh wow that's so neat you know and uh, anyway so it was fun it was a good time and then i flew today and uh Crashed my SAB 570 into the ground. Yeah. Um, so here's what happened, right? I got up this morning and I'm like, I don't really have anything to do. Let's go fly. So the first thing I did was start packing my shit up. And I took a double take at my hat cam. And I'm like, yo, I'm just going to wear it this time. Let's do it. So I get my hat cam shit ready and I get the heli shit ready. And I go to the park and um, start my first pack up. And I should have just like took a couple of circuits and just a couple of slow packs right at the beginning and but i had this hat cam on my head and just like i mentioned in the last episode i was like i don't know man it might mess my game up or whatever and it kind of did i think i was just trying too hard trying too hard to do shit like i felt like i was just trying to do too many things all at once or whatever but so anyway the flight was good up until i crashed you know i had a fun flying or whatever but fucking dumb so yeah it's on my bench now <laughs> in pieces trying to I'm trying to figure out what stuff's broke and what's not broke but the camera put undue pressure on you yeah I think it yeah. did dude yeah I think 
what you should do next time is continue to film, but just do really, really, and just, just, just hover or whatever until you kind of yeah. forget the cameras there. Yeah, dude, totally. You know, I guess I thought, you know, right after it, dude, it hit the ground hard, man, it was loud. Yeah, we heard. Um, it, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and it made like big gashes in the ground with my blades. The blades are fucking fucked. But I thought the whole thing was toast. But the tail is, I think it's the whole tail is going to be good to go. Um, I even checked the tail shaft looks straight too. I did some preliminary, you know, you spin the shaft and test it to see if it's shutters on the, um, what do you call the thing that, that slide that's on the tail that slides? Pitch slider. Pitch slider, yeah. And I'd put my finger on that and I would spin the tail and see if I could feel it moving or whatever in various spots. And it's straight. The main shaft seems straight. All the servo gears are good, man. All the, the horns are all fucked up, though, so I need a set of horns. Uh, I know Dude. I need a set of blades. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I'm just fucking hit up Heli Erect or something and fucking order some parts and, uh, or somewhere, you know. And um, my, my battery, job. yeah, dude, I, I think they, I'm hard up for some parts, so I think they can help me out. <laughs> Real stand up, guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I might need some more British Knight servos. Uh, no, no, their servos are good. Um, <laughs> well, I know hey. the one way is fucked, so I need to get it. In the bag of shit that I got from James Cadiz, there's another one way gear, and I have to suss that out to see if the bearing is good. And if it is, I'll just throw it in for now until I order a new one and, and Dude, get one. Stock. Let me know what you need because I have got a plethora of 570 parts. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. I'll I mean, let you know I'm, I fucking... I've got. Dude, I, I, yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, <laughs> I got a lot. You got a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot. I got a lot. Okay, right, let me know what you need. All right, bro, I will for sure. I'm, I'll let you know what yeah. I need. But so then, uh, you know, I had to take the commensurate like retaliatory flight. Um, after that, after I got home and kind of got over the the sick of fucking crashing, you know. Uh, I uh, took the Oxy-2 out and did a couple of just light flights in the backyard and stuff. And So I've got these four packs uh, for it that are 1,550 milliamps. So they're fucking fatties, right? Um, and, you know, I'll run the... I, I, if I run it uh, at, like, uh, my idle up three or whatever at full head speed, I can get, like, four and a half minutes of hard flying off of it. But uh, I was just cruising this time. And so I left it in my uh, bank one, which I think is, like, I don't know, some low-ass head speed, like 2,000 or 2,200 or some low-ass hell head speed, right? Um, and I can get like like six and a half, seven minutes off that pack just cruising around doing circuits. So I was doing little endurance flights in the backyard after that before supper and uh, just to prove to myself that my thumbs do still work and they do. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was my week. Um, uh, replaced the brake caliper on my truck because it was sticking and now it doesn't stick. So I'm happy about that. That was a pretty easy job. Fucking four bolts and some grease and I was done. So, um, hopefully I'll have this fucking thing put back together before next week. I don't know about that. Maybe two weeks. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, let me know. I, I got tons of parts. Serious. Let me know. Yeah, I will. Let me know. Okay. Overnight fix it. Bang that shit out. Boom. <laughs> Bang it out. Bang it out. Who's next? Me. All right. Impressive. I, I didn't do a whole lot. I didn't crash. So You're not impressing me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I went to a Planker event. It was, oh, I think, 
Saturday, my hair, my, my wife was getting her hair done. She was getting a diet or something in Charlotte. So it's like a five hour ordeal for women. I had no oh idea. God. Yeah, man. I didn't know shit took what that takes long. So long? Dude, I don't know. Long haul. Yeah. She's like, oh, it was five hours and like $430. I'm like, oh my what? God. What? I could have dyed her hair. I could have did dude, bring look. Yeah. Send her my way. I could do it for 25 bucks. 20 bucks. Yep. Dude, if I send her your way, you can keep her. <laughs> Um, anyway, so that was way more than I thought. So I was hanging out with my kid all day and I found out that, uh, Winston-Salem RC had like a fly-in and I was looking at the flyer. They're like landing fees, five bucks. I was like, fuck it. How bad can that be? Let's go Threw the kid in the car, threw the heli in the car, went to go check it out. There was like 15 airplane guys and one dude flying a blade helicopter. And I was like, eh, all right. Yeah. Let's go pay five bucks, charge some batteries, and piss some people off. So you scared the shit out of me, didn't you, dude? I scared the shit out of me. I did the fastest <laughs> fucking hurricane with an elevator backflip right in front of myself. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, that was. It wasn't like sketchy close or anything, but fuck, it was moving. If it hit me, I'd be gone. <laughs> but yeah, they were. Uh, they enjoyed it. I think. Uh, did they? Quite, I don't know. I mean, as they much as they do. Yeah, I a guess. couple of guys knew what was going on. Then, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, and uh, the other airplane guys had no idea what was happening. They're like, "How does it fly upside down?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea how." It's, 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 it's the magic smoke. Yeah. Let me. Did did you get this 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 question? And I even get this question when I go fly around plankers that don't see helicopters fly. Not maybe more of a statement than a question. They say. Helicopters can't do that in real life. Did you get that? Did you hear oh that? Oh my god, yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> like, oh, real ones can't do that. I'm like, no fucking shit, buddy. <laughs> I'd be dead. <laughs> but the the one thing that that bugs me is whenever they're like, oh man, you need new underwear. Got a little close a couple times. I'm like, that was the whole point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wear them brown to start with. Yeah, I was trying to give you code brown, not me. <laughs> it worked. Whatever. But it was cool. I mean, they were nice. I had some good conversation with some guys that did fly. One dude was like from the old guard and he knew, you know, Curtis Youngblood and all the old oh, stories and Raptors nice. and everything. So I just chatted it up a little bit with him and it was fun to talk about the old shit. So it was cool. Spent like four hours there and I shit you not, dude, don't don't judge me for this. The kid slept in the car the whole time. And I don't know how he fell asleep on the way there. So I literally had my car with the AC cranked sitting there beside me while I was charging. I'm like sitting on a stool beside the thing, looking in the window, making sure you're still sleeping okay between flights. So I'd sneak up, grab a flight, come back and like stare <laughs> through the window and wait, wait till he woke up. And he was asleep the whole time. I got three flights in, in like, I don't know, two and a half hours or something like that or three hours. And he doesn't even know what happened. <laughs> Unbelievable. You gave him NyQuil, didn't you? <laughs> that's what everyone was joking about they're like oh still yeah. asleep they're like yeah that half bottle of whiskey really did the trick like you know it it was good fun though it was nice to get out and burn some yeah. time and the, the kiddo woke up like right at the end he's just big smiles and he's like looking around like oh, what's this what's that because he saw all the airplanes and stuff so we looked around for a couple minutes I threw everything back in the car and then we we drove home but that was it nothing bad happened um, no crashes was, no no crashes I was flying it like super ninja mode, no canopy, all black, no stickers. Hard as shit to see, but yeah, cool. I can't do it. Can't do um, that. 
there was something else. Oh God, I switched to YGE Gov in the YGE and I forgot to do that whole 70%, uh, whatever they call it, standardization. It flew like a turd. I'd never bogged an electric so much in my life. And I was like, fuck, what's wrong with it? And then I <laughs> realized what I did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I never did the standardization flight. I just changed it to governor and just beat the balls off it. So I put it back to NeoGov, flew that next two flights there, and everything was fine. But man, I didn't think it would have that much of a negative impact on performance. Like I would, in a hurricane, it bogged, I would say like 600 to 1,000 RPM. I couldn't believe how much it bogged. I thought I like browned out the ESC. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Not good. Crazy talk. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, nothing special. I'm starting to sell Neos again. Now that they're becoming somewhat available, I'm growing uh, optimistic, let's say, that I can get my hands on a an Evo. So I've sold one. I have one left in my electric. So I'm taking some liberties uh, selling one, and then I'm going to move that one to my Nitro because I don't think you need an Evo and a Nitro. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it matters too much because um, they fly pretty damn well anyway. I feel like the electrics really push the stability of the system enough to right. justify it. But nitro, my nitros are always smooth. I never have wiggle issues or anything stupid with nitros. So I'll probably just run a regular one on the nitro and then put the Evo on the electric. Uh, and then that'll be pretty cool. I'm excited. Rock on. Devin, are you still with us? Of course. Are you sure? Because I haven't heard you say anything. I've, I've been listening Oh, you're listening today. I'm listening today. I'm <laughs> no. listening to Scott, Scott shenanigans. Shenanigans. Did you do anything fun, Danny? Did I do any? Yeah. Yeah. I did fun things. Oh? I went flying on Saturday. At a planker event. No, no, not at a planker event. Why the fuck would I go to one of those? I don't know. You said last week you were going to a planker event. No, no. Next week I'm going to a pl- This weekend I'm going to a planker event. Good. For my dad's birthday. <laughs> Sponsored by Elliot <laughs> Ring. <laughs> oh. Oh, my bad. Uh yeah, only weirdos go to planker events. I know, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to see a bunch of friends. Like, it's not really an event and we're just going to fly jets. So people with the white vans and no windows. <laughs> Isn't that how you roll? Uh, no, my white my, my van is off white, okay. Off white. There is a it's little round portal window. It's called <laughs> eggshell. You uncultured it's swine. Eggshell. You eggshell. Egg. I should know. I just bought eggshell paint today. Oh. Mm. See, he's coming. He's coming for you, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else did you do, Devin? Did you did you buy anything? Did you get a new helicopter? Did you crash anything? I um. Well, is it technically a crash? I'm trying to think about it. So I. You're trying to make it up is what you're doing. No, 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 no. I'm not making it up. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think about if it's a crash or not, if it counts. Cause I was flying the flash and I did an auto and I oversped it a little too much and snapped the tail belt. That's a kind of a crash. Did you hit the ground? I mean, the skids were on the ground. Oh, but you landed. (laughs) See, that doesn't count. That mediumly counts. Technically it did hit the ground though. Oh so, my God, Devin, you're such a disappointment. Your dad must just, <laughs> I get it now. When I talk to your dad and I see that look of disappointment in his face, whenever he and I talk about you, 
totally makes sense. Totally. <laughs> I, trust me, I get that look all the time. I'm used to it by now. <laughs> you see that look a lot. Oh, yeah. You should see my uh, mother. Oh, God, I can only imagine. <laughs> so I snapped the tail belt. All right. And then the tail belt went through the blades. Oh. Oh. And um, it went from doing like 3,000 RPM to zero relatively quickly. Okay. So it yeah. does actually, I mean, that's a crash, dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just a pair of blades and a tail boom and a tail belt. Okay. That's a crash. Yeah. <laughs> what He's is like, with you and that helicopter, Devin? Let it survive. <laughs> I think, I think I just, I it's think I just need to calm down a little bit myself. Yeah. I agree. I think I need to calm down. I'm, I'm, I, I should say that sometimes I am trying to break it to see what it can take, and I should just knock it off. Well, aren't you supposed to do that as a as a factory pilot? Yeah, we did, but I continued to break it. Oh, yeah, problem. that's you should be continuously yeah. trying to break it, shouldn't you? It's your job, isn't it? Uh, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Huh? Uh, now I'm just my bad. It was technically it was designed to be like a lightweight, fun, lower head speed machine. Oh, so you're yeah, you're yeah, okay. That's what that was its design criteria. And I we're all flying it at I'm flying it at like twenty one hundred, twenty fifty, something around there. And it's just So what you're saying is you bought a moped and you're trying to treat it like a supercross. It is a supercross. Okay. <laughs> I, yes. I like to think that in my head. But no, it flies really good. It's just that per how we designed it, I'm flying a little too Blood aggressively. Aggressive. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm being a little Fair harsh. So I calmed it back down. It's all fixed. I fixed it Saturday. It's all fixed. And and then flew it again Sunday. And then I have kind of a special treat. Scott might like this. Um, that I have toyed with. I think, Dan, you may know about this, that I bought an Oxy-5 and did a GT-15 gasser conversion. Mm-hmm. Nick no would way. say, ill. Well, Nick, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, that Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was having issues with the GT15 gasser and Scott I think you should understand where this is going because something has the same dimensions as the GT15 gasser uh, 91 so the Oxy, I guess. the Oxy5 ha- now has a 91 HZ with it's running 603 millimeter blades dang Big block conversion, baby. Yeah. And um, I bet so we were, cool. we were test flying that this weekend. It is an absolute monster. Uh, it's a little over pinioned. I got a 22 tooth pinion in there for the gasser for the torque. That's so I have to opinion. run. I have to run the head speed at like 2200 to make the uh, governor where I want it, which is all right. Nothing wrong with that. I don't. I run a 600 blades at 3000 on an electric. What's 2200? Um. And it pulls hard. So real hard. Nice. And it, it flies real it flies real good. It's lightweight. I still have mini servos in it. I have X15s in there. And so mini servos with the OS91. It's it's a light, powerful machine. Hmm. I and it flies really well. So that sounds badass, dude. Oh, it's badass. It's absolutely great four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Four. That's that's all you get is four on there? 
on the tank. Normally, uh, gassers yeah. or like me and nitros get like eight or nine or some shit, right? It's a small yeah, yeah. minutes longer than I normally get. <laughs> That's like three <laughs> minutes, 30 seconds longer than I get. <laughs> 30 second king over here. <laughs> and yeah, but it's, it's all absolutely awesome. I don't have a 91 pipe on it because I want to keep it kind of inconspicuous. So it's got a GT15 pipe on a 91. Mm, so it's a little quieter then? Well, no, it's just a little bit smaller of a pipe. It's not as long. You just oh, announced that to everybody. So now everybody knows. Well. Devin's got a short pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I wasn't talking about grabbing my shafts at Heli Erect over there. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a good week, Devin. Yeah. It was a very good weekend. Um, yeah. Then had a great time. Worked on my cars a little bit, giving them some love because they need it. And yeah, just a good weekend. Well, I didn't, um, I didn't get any flying in, but I've been pretty, uh, I've been pretty busy with transitioning back into normal everyday, I guess, life. Done with the prednisone therapy I talked about last week. Things are not getting worse. Yeah, good. I think things are coming. I I just got some wood around here. I think <laughs> things are getting better. I mean, I mean it's um, yeah. I mean, I'm able to breathe. I'm able. To, I went went to a uh, senator's uh, Harrisburg senator's baseball game here in town the other day this weekend. Hanging out with some nice. It's just the weather is nice. I did get a um, two <laughs> two things. So I told. Last weekend, I went flying up in uh, uh, with uh, some uh, Steve and a bunch of his friends. I talked about that last week. Well, I was using their generator because I didn't know if I needed to bring one, so I didn't. I left my wall wart for my V control. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven actually put that in the mail for me. But what I didn't do, like, so I, I for the, the Logo 200, I bought a, I, months ago, I bought a, uh, uh, one of those, parallel charging boards, right? Yeah, the ones yeah. where you, you plug the 6S lead in and, and you know, you've got your XT. Yeah, yeah you six your, ports on there and then sure. silence on it and shit, yep. Well, for whatever reason, my charger doesn't like it. And it gives me a balance error. So it won't let me use that. There's probably a setting in there somewhere, I don't know, but it just, it just throws an error because, you know, you're plugging that 6S lead, it's expecting a 6S battery, but it's not getting a 6S battery, so it's throwing a voltage warning. Mm, yeah, that sucks. Dumb. So I had to order from Progressive RC, I ordered um, uh, some balancing, uh, you know, the little, I don't know, cat and nine tails looking thing, right? It's got the... Mm-hmm. It's got a whole bunch of things on there. And, uh, and the charging leads as well. So I got that coming for that. That little heli is going to be my go-to, I think, here, because I can just fly that right in the backyard. I did have a couple packs left over from the weekend. I got those flowing out. And Scott, when you sent that to me, you sent me like fucking nine batteries for that thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a good go there. There's some new parts I want to get for it. Apparently, there's some new blades for it I want to get. And I need to get some bearings for the head. Apparently, they're just, you know, maintenance, maintenance shit needs to happen. Yeah, little fiddly bits. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what maintenance is, so. Yeah. Well, I need, 
I need one of you to come over and solder an ESC for me. Who's going to do that? <laughs> you still haven't. You're scared. Don't be scared. I, I'm scared. No, I, I just got to get it done. I want to get that cracking in the air, and that's really the only thing left to do. And um, since I hadn't been touching helicopters and anything for quite some time, I went to work on the 580 Nitro, and I've, I don't know. I've lost a bag of very important components. No idea where that's at. The balls? Well, no, it's just like all the little fasteners for the fan shroud. Oh, shit. All kinds of little, you know, just little little shit and things you need to get it all finished. So I, I got to try to find all that. I have no idea where any of that shit's at. Just kind of the usual kind of getting back into it. I'm looking forward to the... One, getting back to work. I'm looking forward to kind of getting back into a normal swing of things and um, really getting excited about getting out flying again, even the big ones. So it's, um, it's nice to be on this side of it. And, I, you know, I did get yeah. quite a few comments. People were just like, dude, you, you sounded so good in comparison to the, you know, one or two times that I popped in over the last couple of months, which is true. And, and I think I even sound even better today. Like I can... I can tell that my voice is a little stronger this week. Yeah, dude, I can tell too. Totally. Sound more like old school Dan. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Nice to, nice to be back. I do have one more hurdle on Wednesday. I might end up in the hospital on Wednesday, but for diagnostic purposes only, not because I need, I mean, they might want to keep me there just because they're going to be running a lot of tests at a different hospital for a different set of doctors just to make sure everything's on the up and up. So maybe a night in the hospital on Wednesday. I don't know. We'll find out. And yeah, then uh, back to work next week. Yeah. At least part-time. Get, um, get back in the swing of things. Earn some bucks for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Devin, there's a fun fly I'm going to. I imagine you're going to as well in, uh, here at the end of the month. Ah, yeah. Are you going to that one? That will be my last Free fun fall. fly for a month. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I won't be able sure to make it to a couple, but I'll be there. Yeah. Pretty sure we're going to be going to that one. Awesome. Now I'm excited. Aw, we can cuddle, Devin. In the van. Yeah. I'm not bringing the van. I'm bringing the truck. Oh. There's room, though. Don't worry. That's what the backseat's for. It's fine. Exactly. Plenty of room. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, that's about it, of course. Uh, we don't know if Nick got any flying in. Probably not. He's been pretty damn busy uh, traveling. He flew. Did he fly? Yeah. Did he on like a 787, video? 747. Like business oh class, God. maybe. Yeah. Airbus. Yeah, he's getting that it. does not mm-hmm. count. Probably got the luxury surge and customs there in Spain. <laughs> Please bend down the with ball the cavity search. Yeah. Well, I think that's about uh, that's about it for the week, guys. What do you guys think? Should we move into some news. What do you think? It's the news for the news. The news. The news. I kind of feel like he needs a cigarette whenever he's yeah. doing that. <laughs> And I'm spent. (sighs) You done now? (laughs) 
Hmm. You just finished? You had the 30 mm. second thing? For sure. Uh, What's up, dudes? Welcome to RCHN News this week, coming to you live from Prague in the Czech Republic in Eastern Europe. Uh, last week in Europe for me, so I'll be back with the gang next week and back stateside again. Looking forward to that. But let's uh, go ahead and dig into some news. All right, so the news I'm excited to announce, the thing that shall not be named can now be talked about again. That's right. Mikado USA, I'm sure, is thrilled to say that incoming shipments were all released from U.S. Customs and the Mikado V-Touch Evo transmitters and the Neo Evo FBLs all arrived at their warehouse and have been quickly turned around and shipped back out to customers. My uh, V-Control Evo and a couple of FBLs arrived uh, last week, pretty much right as last week's episode was released on Friday. So word is that they have a few V-Touch Evo transmitters left still in stock and zero Evo FBLs left over from the first shipment. Uh, no word yet on when stock will be replenished, but hopefully it won't be too much longer until stock becomes more readily available for people like Scott, who failed to order one. All right, on a much more uh, serious and sad note now, a well-known competition pilot CD has sadly suffered a brain aneurysm and is hospitalized in very serious condition. So many hobby manufacturers and sponsors have rallied around him and his family. Theta Servos, for example, has pledged to donate all proceeds from sales from May 11th through the 25th uh, to CD's family. Uh, you can also find CD's PayPal account listed on the Theta Servos Facebook page if you'd like to donate directly to him and his family as they go through this difficult time. Uh, certainly all of us here at RCHN are pulling for you, CD, and uh, we'll keep you in our thoughts. Okay, in other news, Align has released some more details on the TB60 600 sized electric helicopter in the same style as their TB70. So I think a line might be on to me now. The recent marketing flyers for the TB60 feature zero witty slogans, zero poor translations, I'm very sad to say. <sighs> so we're just gonna have to stick to the serious stuff. All right, so I like the rest of the line. The kits for the TB60 are available in a few different combos, so let's go ahead and go through them. So the kit is gonna be available as a 12S combo, for 12 cells, a 6S combo for 6 cell setups, or just as the kit. So let's start with the basic kit package. Uh, that's going to include the airframe plus main and tail blades for US $799.99, so 800 bucks, and you get the kit plus mains and tails, and those are of course aligned blades. From there, we go to the 6S combo kit, so this will include the airframe, main and tail blades, a MicroBeast FBL, line full-size cyclic and tail servos, an Align 150 amp ESC, and an Align 750 MX motor at 930 kV. So that kit for a 6S setups can be yours for US $1499, so $1500, and that one comes home with you. And then lastly, there's the 12S combo that features the airframe, main and tail blades, same servos, 130 amp high voltage ESC, and the Align 750 MX motor at 480 kV. Uh, this combo is also listed for $14.99.99, so $1,500, bucks, 
for the 6S or the 12S version. Uh, the main component that changes is the ESC to one tailored to either setup. Align has also announced this morning that initial orders of the TB60 will also include an additional set of 600 size blades. So you'll get two uh, sets of 600 size main blades. They do, however, clarify that you should check with your purchase point to make sure they are honoring that offer, as not all dealers will be. Uh, Pre-orders are open now for the TB60 at your favorite Align dealer. Uh, no word on a ship date quite yet. If it follows the pattern of the other pre-releases, I would expect it to ship within about a month or two from now. Okay. In other news, Goose Guy has announced the name of their awaited updated version of their 380-sized RS4. Uh, so this version is going to feature a new universal servo layout, so you can use the servos of your choice, so you're not restricted to the uh, Goose Guy size version, which is the only one that fit in the initial release. So now you can use the micro servo of your choice, as well as a more traditional geometry. It's going to be called the RS4 Venom. Uh, no pricing or availability yet. I would certainly expect it to be similar in price to the current lineup and combos for the RS4. All right, in event news, the upcoming Dragonfly Funfly in East Bend, North Carolina, that'll be June 22nd through the 25th, has announced that Jason Bell from Team A-Main will be leading a flight school on June 22nd only from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you get there on Thursday, you can take part in the flight school. The class is open to a max of five students at the cost of $140 U.S. per student. So if uh, a quality full day of one-on-one -on -one time with a pro pilot interests you, Definitely head on over to the Dragonfly Funfly Facebook page for more information and go ahead and get signed up. And if you have an event you'd like us to announce, please feel free to reach out to me via email at nickwisdom at rchnv3.com, just like John Titus did for Dragonfly, and we would be glad to share it. In other event news, if you're listening to this on Friday, the Snohomish Funfly in Washington State will be cranking away and getting ready for a great weekend, I'm sure. Uh, this has been a past Don't Miss Fun Fly for the previous cast of RCHN 2.0. And if you're in the northwest of the U.S., this is a Don't Miss Fun Fly. So definitely check that out at the Cascade Model Helicopter Club in Snohomish, Washington. All right. With that, that's all I've got for the news this week. We'll be back with the rest of the gang next week. Back to you, boys. That was the news, guys. What do you think? I would love to get an opportunity to go and take the class with Jason Bell. That'd I can't be neat. do it this time. Mm. But I think, I think Devin, you and Scott should do that too. You, get, you and Scott should do that. We could do an RCHN class. Yeah, dude. I'm cool with that. PPP with DNS. Teach people how to crash. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Recap 101. <laughs> Recap That's great. No, yeah, we could definitely do that. I think that would be pretty cool. I would love to do that. I think uh, those are, uh, I've done it. I, I took Todd Bennett's class once years and years and years and years ago. Well, and that was know. quite an experience. <laughs> uh, I think it would be fun to do. I, I would imagine it's similar, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No comment? What, you don't like the, the Todd Bennett class? No, you said you took it, and I was like, well, I didn't help. And you glossed right over it. <laughs> <laughs>
Like, fuck. <laughs> Jeez, Dan, he needed to take his class twice. Yeah. Or one or two after. No, I, I enjoyed it. I must have missed the uh, no comment. Uh, comment. I'll speak up louder next time. I, uh, I'm i still on meds, so I, I miss shit. Sorry. Oh, okay. I miss you. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to do it. Have you heard anything? Have you talked to him, Scott, about it? Um, I I didn't ask him how many people, but I I did ask him if he could make me suck less and learn how to do Piro Pogos in one spot. Why didn't you? I gave you great advice on that post, and you didn't even respond. I didn't know how to respond because it was perfect advice. It Don't was. go straight for the zipper. That's how you suck less. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Yeah, solid. Whatever. That's like a pro tip. Yeah. That's, that was a pro's tip. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Anyway, I uh, I don't know. Anything else in the news catch your guys' eye? I don't I know. Mean, that news, news it's not like we actually itself. listened to it because we you know can't really do that, but we did get a little outline of what he's going to talk about. So, I mean, we know what he talked about. Goose Guy Venom. We just don't really listen to him. What much of what Nick says anymore? The Goose Guy Venom sounds neat. I like that uh, they. It seems like they. What did they do? What's the paragraph say about it? Um, that you can fit more types of servos, and the geometry is a little bit uh, different. So that's kind of interesting. More more Wait, traditional there's a, geometry. There's apparently. a new Gooski. Yeah, Gooski RS4 Venom. Uh, <sighs> yeah, for sure. So it'll it'll have a more universal servo layout. You can use the. Uh, more more servos i think they always intended you to be able to use the servo of your choice but the um the geometry was a little fiddly before so now it's more traditional i guess i haven't seen any pictures of it yet but anyway so speaking of a fun flight uh scott are you going to this uh dragonfly fun flight i mean it's in your neck of the woods isn't it kind of absolutely it's like 30 minutes from my house i'll be there oh, okay you'll be there 140 per student. That's a pretty good price, isn't it? I think the, I know the Todd Bennett class was a hell of a lot more expensive than that. I think it was. Anyway, I can't remember. I feel like it was, but it was a three-day class as well. Or two yeah. Day? I think it's worth it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, Jason, good. Jason's an all right pilot. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's done well for himself. He's going to be pretty good yeah. if he keeps, keeps with it. Yeah, of course. This week, guys, we're going to talk about uh, fun flies and coming into the year. Fun fly season is upon us. And there's kind of a, you know, a lot of everybody kind of has their idea of what makes a fun fly a good fun fly. But, but what separates a good fun fly from a great fun fly? I, mean, I think anytime you can get a group of guys together, you should have, a, I mean, you know, you know, it should be a good time. It should be fun, right? I, I mean, it typically is. You you get to shoot the shit. You get to watch other people fly and uh, potentially get pushed to fly a little bit harder yourself. Uh, have some uh, second set of eyes, look over problems you might be having, and just kind of uh, learn about other helis, other manufacturers, other products, and get a chance to to try some out potentially if if people are brave enough to let you fly their shit or you fly their shit. So there's a big one coming up. Dragonfly, we talked about it, is, is a segue into this this particular conversation. Scott's gone. You've been before, Scott? 
Uh, yeah, I think um, I've been there every year since 2017. Does size matter? Yeah, you don't you don't <laughs> fly less than 700s at night at a fun fly. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, the size of the fun fly, you douchebag. Oh, my, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, honestly, so some of the best fun flies I've ever been to have been some of the smallest ones. Yeah. Um, there's two schools of thought. You get the big events like, you know, the spring flings and the, the winter bashes and Urcha, or you get the small ones like Heli Extravaganza or I want to say RCHO events, but RCHO's field is just small. The attendance is fucking massive. There's like 70 people in a tiny field. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think I enjoy that one a lot because it's sort of a small to medium size event. Usually like 50 people show up. Okay. How about you, Devin? Bigger or smaller? Um, I think it depends on how you're feeling in the day. Sometimes you like them big. Sometimes you like them small. <laughs> it depends how you shake it up, right? Yeah, it depends how you're feeling. Like sometimes you wake <laughs> in the morning, you're like, I want, I want a big event. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're like, yeah, I'm feeling small one today. That doesn't feel very helpful, Devin. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't feel like you put a lot of thought into that one. There's thought. Is there thought? <laughs> There's lots of thought. What a yeah. dick. Yeah, there's thought. <laughs> I've used a lot of brain power to come up with that sentence. Yeah, apparently you did. So tell me, Devin, about um, the fun flies this year that you're going to. I, I know you mentioned, well, I don't know. I'll leave it up to you, but you're, you're heading out for work. Yeah. So you're, you're going to miss up. I don't know. There's probably some events out there. Maybe you can hit, hit some up. I'm assuming you're taking a helicopter, right? Uh, no? Maybe not. I, okay. I I was thinking about it, but I have I have a limit on weight I'm allowed to carry sure. in tools. So what ends up happening is we carry tools in a toolbox and then putting tools in our suitcase as well to get what we need to the job site. So it might be difficult. I was going to try. But it looks like I was an event I was gonna I was definitely going to was uh Ohio. I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it there. I'm gonna see how far away it is from where I'm staying in Indiana and um see if maybe the guys that I'm there with wanna go over and, and see it and do a little bit of a drive. They're all gonna be from Germany anyway, so they might wanna see it. Yeah. And um but as far as I know of, there's really nothing going on in Indiana there. I mean, I will be like 20 minutes away from the, from the AMA headquarters where the company is. Right. So there's a plus. I mean, maybe I could get away for a weekend and be like, yo, for a guy I know out there, I want to go fly and get, bring a heli for me or something. Yeah, but, there's quite a few of them in that area. Yes, exactly. So I'm not sure how much is going to happen yet. I'm still... I'm still waiting for confirmation and everything that it's definitely going to happen. It looks like it's going to happen. I just haven't gotten my papers yet. So right. hopefully um, I'm definitely going to Urcha this year because that's I, a big one. That's, that's a, big, a one. big one because mostly. And the thing that I like about big events is you get to see some of the people you don't see all the time. Right, right. So, like, I'm going to be able to see Erasmus Jacobson. He's a really good friend of mine. 
I'll be, I'm going to see a bunch of the guys from England are coming with me. Jim Boss, uh, Adam Plumbridge, um, a bunch of people. And Worlds is, as far as I know of, is there this year. So there's going to be a lot of big names at Urcha this year that are going to be worth seeing if that you don't get to see all the time. So there's that right. plus as well. So in that case, the, the, the larger size is, is enjoyable for you. But I mean, there's, there's a difference though. Yes. But before we move on, when, you know, we, we, we kind of jokingly entered into this, does size matter? When it comes to an event, to an event, I don't know, there is a magic number, right? There's a magic number where, where it's, it feels like a nice event. I think, I think it really depends on what you want out of it. Cause I kind of got into that a little bit earlier, but I, again, I thought we were kind of joking around, not really diving in. So <laughs> right, I didn't right, right. get into details, but. Um, if I want to go somewhere and just hang out with friends and chill and talk and help people, bigger ones are always better. I don't usually right. fly as much. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. There's always someone wrenched on something so you can really kind of dive in and, and, you know, help people out and it's, it's good fun. But the small ones, like last year we had Queen City, but it was like scheduled at a wrong time. The weather was questionable. Uh, they pulled night flying like they did the previous year, which was stupid. Um, so like not a lot of people showed up, but most of the A-Main guys showed up, Nick Maxwell showed up and like seven or eight other people showed up and it was, it was so small, but we had so much fun and I had never seen that many like team pilot guys flying back to back flights, having a really good time. I'm pretty sure Nick Maxwell flew like 15 flights or something like it was crazy. So it was a really, really enjoyable time being that small, but it was also like, it felt super selfish, you know, it felt more like you're going to a field just to have fun. Like you're going to the local club to fly, um, and less like an event. So I'm sure the club didn't make money. Not a lot of people got like exposure outside of the hobby. So we're not benefiting anybody by it. It's just like, you know, a bunch of team guys screwing around, having fun. And it was great. I had the time of my life, but it's not really a fun fly, I guess. Yeah. So depends how you feel. Rob, Dan. Much like me, you didn't. You don't really have many events around you. Like that's the way I was no. in Montana. So most of the events that we went to were fairly large sized, forty to one hundred and twenty, typically somewhere in that range. But um, let's uh, let's talk about that for a second, Rob. Tell me about. Uh, have you been to a big one, or do you prefer small? <laughs> and I'm let's be serious now damn it okay so the only two fun flights I've been to have been relatively small okay. um, back in the day there was a guy that had a field that um, he would do once a year and there probably like um, 20 pilots would show up you know all, all together over the weekend um, and so it, it wasn't ever really super big you know and I, I kind of dug that um seemed to be able to get in my mind i felt like people were getting more flights because you know everybody was able to take turns and the cycle would kind of cycle over more often right um granted we only had i think um uh two maybe three flight stations right so there was really never any more than two people up at once or any of that but i haven't been to any big ones you know this year urcha is going to be my first one um i'm a little scared i think i'll be bewildered i'm already trying to figure out like i don't know like where to park or who to meet and where, uh, be, where anybody's going to be. Yeah. So I'm already trying to figure that stuff out because it's just a, such a, it's a bigger one. I got to travel to it or whatever, but 
off the top of my head, the big ones are kind of intimidating. I bet you a lot of yeah, new to fun fly people feel like that, you know, and like you're saying, I think as soon as I get there and settled in, it'll be, it'll feel yeah. similar to the smaller ones. Just when you look down or to the left or to the right, it just goes farther, you know, than the one I, the ones I've been to. My sure. preference though, personally is I think I liked when I went to the old the ones back in the day, the smaller ones, I liked that everybody that did stuff that day, um, all sat around a campfire afterwards. We all shot the shit and kind of talked about our day and other things or whatever, you know, maybe what we're going to do tomorrow. So I kind of liked that, you know, and right. I don't know if you get the same kind of thing in a, at a nighttime or not a nighttime, but a big one, like at night after everybody's done flying, if it's, I don't know. I was never the guy that would go to the bar when it's packed full of people either, you know, back when I used to go. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens when sure. that comes, I guess. But I, you know, I, Back in the Northwest, we, you know, our, our season always started out with Othello, which had roughly 40 to 50 pilots. And then we would move into a couple others. We don't, we only had like three or four, um, uh, Snohomish, our, the RCHN fun fly, and then a couple other smaller ones. And Snohomish and RCHN ranged from 80 to 120, depending upon the year. And I always found that number to be good, but I, and I get a lot of shit for saying this, but look, I can't, there's a difference between how we did fun flies on the West coast. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it's different. Just an observation. When I, and it's similar here, but it's, it's not quite the same, I guess. So, you know, you talk about the, uh, there's always night flying. You know, we have that, right? But but at the events that we had on the West Coast, um, after flying was done, um, it, people, well, people always ate at the fun fly, right? They always ate at the field because typically I think the reason is because out here you've got restaurants relatively close, pretty much other field. But, you know, we're kind of flying out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere out there. So it was just more economical to stay. But when, when people were done flying, even when they are flying, um, it doesn't kind of break off into little groups where people go hang out, five, six, ten, whatever. It's like everybody kind of comes center stage or around center. Um, they're watching people fly. And the whole fun fly, you know, m mostly the whole fun fly. Some people have gone to bed already, whatever. But they all, we all stay out there until the wee hours of the morning, right? Like three and four o'clock in the morning, just hanging out as a group. All, I mean, almost the whole fun fly. I don't see that out here. Because you're mean it's old bad. and you go to bed. I, I, <laughs> Devin, do I go to bed at a fun fly? Or do I sit out there and drink until three o'clock in the morning? Uh, you sit out there and drink until... Around three. Until I can't, I shouldn't be out there <laughs> drinking anymore. Yes. That's <laughs> Honestly, it's changed since COVID. It's Has weird. It? But yeah, maybe that's, you know, I'm like I said, I, it's not a, it's not, it's a bad or a good thing. It's just a different thing. But the, the look, one of the things that we always used to kind of, we noticed even back in the early days of RCHN when we would come to the East Coast on flies, which we did. 
you know, one thing that we noticed, the crew from RCHN is around dinner time, people just vanish. That was just something that was as unheard of on the West Coast. Um, and people go back to their hotel rooms, they go, whatever. It's like, but this was back then. I mean, th this was just an observation. This is what we noticed, right? And um, all of the fun flies in the, on, uh, that we did on the West Coast were very, all pretty much all the same. I mean, it was always the same people. And we would put the helis away, break out the whiskey, break out the beer, and just um, proceed to, you know, start a... Uh, usually we had to use those propane fire pits. Couldn't use actual wood fire pits. But uh, we just sit out there and shoot the shit till wee hours in the morning. And uh, then we would help the those who were too drunk back to their <laughs> back to their RVs and wake up at six in the morning and start all over. Yeah. I mean, we but used to just party different. hard. We used to party hard flying till you know, two, three in the morning. No problem. I mean, the last, what, ball mow down or whatever that we were at Devin, we were flying till like three in the morning with Nick Maxwell. Oh and yeah. A bunch of other people. And usually the RCHO crowd is like a big, big collection of all those dudes they're up till whenever. Like you walk over there, there's someone drinking, hanging out over by that zone, you know? Yeah. And then it used to be, oh, what was his name? Um, God, he was from not Minnesota or somewhere or Zano. It was a Ryan Zano. Oh yeah. He, he would uh, keep everyone up pretty late and they'd always be partying and drinking and, you know, doing something. Um, but he's not been around for a long time too. But I yeah, feel like COVID changed it. It's just yeah, that could be, that yeah. could be, and it, it, it could just be my perception. I guess what I'm getting at is it just feels like it does happen here on the East Coast, but it's like a selective, smaller group. It's like people kind of break off into smaller groups. Some of them stay out, put the hellies away, and start drinking. Others don't. <laughs> okay, and, I'll give you um, that. It is it is smaller groups. Yeah. And that's not, look, it's not, it's not a, it's not wrong. It doesn't make it worse. It's just. Just different. It's different. It is, it's different than what I was accustomed to. It's just because that's how it's, you know, that's how things happen as I was coming into the hobby, going to fun flies. It's just what, you know, what we did. But as far as size, I don't really, you know, I didn't, I haven't been to many big ones. I've been to, uh, Orlando Hilly Blowout and Urcha, I guess, were the, probably the two biggest ones. I I enjoyed them. I didn't have a problem with them. I thought I thought the year I went to Urcha, I think they had nine hundred and some. I can't remember what year that was, two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen. And I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I mean, we we were there in a different. You know, we didn't go there to fly helis, although we did. We, we you know we went there to do the podcast, which, you know, kind of put us there. We were in a different, I don't know, we, we were there for a different reason and it was a very social reason. So I don't know if that made the experience different for me, but we set up a booth out there. Uh, we had a, we had a, well, I don't think, yeah, well, we rented a booth from Urcha and we would do live 15 minute live shows like three or four a day. And so people would come and hang out and, we would interview them. So it was fun. You know, that was really a lot of fun. We got to meet, got to meet a lot of the other podcasts at the time. 
Um, Bobby and Chris wasn't there from all things that fly. Uh, but that was, that was, that was enjoyable. And, um, the, uh, Orlando Harley, uh, blowout, same thing. We went down there to do a show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but that, um, that was a fair, I think there were 350 or 400 pilots. I, I like them all, to be honest with you. I wish I got to experience OHB. Yeah, I'm actually wearing an OHB t-shirt right now, strangely nice. enough. But, uh. Yeah, the first um, one I ever went to, they called it Winter Bash. They had, like, yeah. canceled OHB. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was a OHB good event. It was a lot of fun. I love that yeah. event. Uh, we enjoyed that thoroughly, and there were a lot of people there. Um, yeah, but, you know, there's nothing, you know, a small, I, I don't know, a small uh, fun fly is always intimate and, and fun. And like you said, it's a little, little selfish kind of thing because, you know, you are just kind of hogging the, every, every, you know, well, that's the wrong way to look at it. But I understand what you, your sentiment, right? It's, it, it, you know, you're, you're enjoying it wholeheartedly with a very small group of people. Kind of feels like maybe you're defeating the purpose of a fun fly. Yeah. It's not really a promotional, like, let's get the word out and get some new fresh blood. Um, but fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. What is the most fun aspect of a fun fly? Is it the number of flights, the intensity of the flights, or is it just hanging out with people? Uh, watching the pros do stupid stuff with their helis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say numbers of flights too, though. Like, I think at Spring Fling this year, we had two Nick Maxwell flights, two Kyle Stacy flights. Um, I never saw Jamie Robertson fly. I know he did, but I didn't see it. But it was just like the volume of flights wasn't there. I feel like right. only two people did a hurricane around the barn. You know, I like when yeah, there's was like, one of them. yeah. I was one of them, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just felt like there wasn't a lot of like craziness going on unless I just missed a lot of it. I slept a lot. We talked about that during that episode, but I don't know. It's just even night flying died off early and I was like, Man. yeah, I'd, I almost prefer a higher volume of less crazy flights, but lots of flying, you know, because then you could really like ant people up, get them going. And I really love that situation where you get this progression of aggression. I call it. So you get one flight, the next flight's a little crazier, next flight's crazier, next flight's crazier, and it just builds up until either shit starts exploding or like one of the, you know, top tier pilots goes. They, like Kyle comes in and just hoses everybody and you're like, fuck, and the flight line gets quiet for another <laughs> 10 minutes. And then we start over, you know, someone, someone a little more mellow goes up and flies and kind of resets the pace. But then over the next 30 minutes to an hour, it starts ramping up again. It starts to get more and more crazy and aggressive. And mm. then another pro goes and like, you know, smacks everyone back down again. <laughs> but I love that dynamic. It's fun. And I don't know, it, it helps people feel like super amped when they step in and they're able to do something like a little bit more aggressive than the previous guy. And then the next guy can do one a little more aggressive than the previous guy. It's super cool when there's people like waiting for their moment where they fit in, you know? Right, right. I just love that dynamic so much. So what I'm about to say, you got to hear me out. The the only, and I agree, that does make for a good fun fly because I love to watch those guys that can really throw down 
it's I enjoy that, and I could do that and sit there and drink my beer and have a great time. But the only thing that I don't, I don't want to say like, because it's not that I, I'm not, I'm not trying to, well, here, here's what it is. So that caters to a type or skill level of pilot only, right? That encourages involvement for those of you who can, right? Do that. And there's a lot of you that can do that. But there's a lot of us that can't do that. So one thing that I really enjoyed about doing the fun flies on the, you know, our RCHN fun flies is we had events that catered to everybody. And even the most experienced and good pilots could participate and add flair to these, these simple, um, well, for lack of a better word, competitions. Yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And oh, what, you would, what you would end up with is, for example, our bottle knock that we did. I mean, the good guys, man, they would whip that thing in the air. They'd flip it inverted. They'd come by and try to chop. They wouldn't just try to knock the bottles over. They would try to sh- shred them, right, <laughs> with their blades. And that's, that's fun. And it's you end up with 60, 70 people, the whole fun fly, right there watching both pro pilots because, you know, Kyle Dahl, Kyle Stacy was doing it at our fun fly. To brand new people who just literally learned to fly that weekend, all taking play, taking part. Yeah, it takes a while when you've got forty or fifty people doing a bottle knock contest, right? It takes a while. Right. It takes a while, but it's so much fun, and, and it just in, encourages everybody at the fun fly. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to go watch the good guys really beat the shit out of their their machines, but this is an event I can go to. I can go do a 30 second hover and I can, I can literally stand next to some of the top pilots in the world and I could potentially win that if I could count to 30 while I'm hovering. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's harder than you think, (laughs) you know, give it a shot one time, but it's what is, what is this 30 second hover thing? So what the deal is, is the, it's very simple. So you would, uh, we, we started out with a 60 second, which makes it even harder, but that just, there are too many people. We had to cut it down because it was taking too damn long. As soon as you bring the heli off the ground, you have to count to 30 and you have to land. The skids have to touch the ground within 30 seconds. If you go over 30 seconds, you, de- you disqualified. If you can oh. closest to 30, win. And, you know, we had prizes sponsored. These are sponsored events. You know, people were winning stuff, which is nice. That's neat because it's like, it's not just necessarily about I parked the hover in a spot the size of a baseball or anything like that. It's about right. I put it in the air and then I put I skids it's up, a, skids down 30 seconds. Yeah, that's cool. It's a lot harder. I mean, you, you sit there and you think, oh, fuck, I can count to 30. Okay, well. You know, it's just fun. That's all it is. It's not a, it's not meant to be a groundbreaking competition. But my, here's my point. My point is these types of events at a fun fly really make the fun fly extra special for me, right? This is what I enjoy, but it doesn't happen. And it, well, it rarely happens at any fun flies. 
because it is a lot of work and it's, you know, people are having a good time and they, you know, you got to have, it's, it's, you got to have a dedicated crew of people that want to help you put this type of event on, but it really encourages people to participate. They get progressively harder. Of course, we had sliding auto contests. We had the precision auto contests. We had the aerobatic, you know, contests, uh, drag racing, you know, literally for two days, we would have events every two hours from like 10 o'clock in the morning to four or five o'clock in the afternoon or six or whatever it was for both Saturday and Sunday. That's and, super cool. And just every, no, I don't want to say every event, but most every event, half the fun fly, half the attendance was there. And of course, the ones that everybody wanted to see, we did center stage, uh, like the aerobatic auto contest and the precision auto contest and the sliding auto contest. Everybody wants to watch that, right? Not very many people participate because again, mm. that calls for a certain level of not many people have. Well, people, there's a lot of people like, what am I trying to say? You guys know what I'm trying to say. It's risk. Not everybody don't can risk do it. their models. There you go. It's a risk, right? People don't yeah. want to risk their alleys. But these other that. silly ones, people will yeah. do that. Um, we had a, we, so I've only been to two that ever did that. And I, I love fun flies. I'm right in the same page as you as far as thinking it's the greatest thing. I've done two where they had those kind of events. One was like, it was a leapfrog thing. They had six pads and you had to basically touch the skids on each pad. Whoever could do it the fastest wins. Yeah. Um, and that was a ton of fun. Then they did a chain drag where you had to attach a chain to the skids and drag the chain through a maze and not go outside the lines, which was also super cool. Um, yeah, and then someone, yeah, there's a story with that too. Someone's like, do a loop. I did a loop. Don't ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, there was only two like that ever. RCHO did this one thing where they did a cone pickup, which was super cool too. Yeah. So there's like three cones yeah. on either side and you got to hook your skids and take the cone to the other person's side. And the other person could rehook your cone and take it back and go F you. That one's, you know, off my side again. And Brandon Cooper and I went at it one year, and that was so fun. Uh, and it, you don't think, it, oh yeah, and it gets you going, and it's like sure does. it lasts longer than a flight, like a three D flight, because you're like cheering them on like a sport kind of thing. Right. Most of the other things we do is just auto contests, like you said, precision autos, but nobody participates because everyone's scared they're going to break the shit. Right. Right. Uh, anyway, you know, it it doesn't, and and look, that this doesn't, these events don't make a fun fly. But they change a fun fly from a good or a really, really good to an absolutely a great fun fly, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Sure. And it doesn't necessarily mean that this needs to happen. I mean, it's a lot of fucking work, dude. It's a lot of work. And it, I mean, it's tough. I, last year at the free fall um, fun fly, I, you know, Devin and those guys did it with, I, that was so much fun with the uh, balloons on the string. I just, that is that was a lot of fun to watch. You know, that, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, Springfling used to do that too, I remember. They did the night flying with the balloons on string and you had to pop the balloons. Yeah. And I, I just remember early on, like someone cut the string and the balloons started floating away and this dude chased it up into the yeah. sky at night and we were like, holy shit, <laughs> like it was the coolest thing to watch. Devin did that at Freefall. Do you remember that, Devin? He got it, but it was I like do. right on the verge of like, if he would have waited another five seconds, it would have been a total like oblivion, like like of the abyss. <laughs> but, but he got it and he brought the heli back down. See again, those are those are events that people, especially and why they work so well, I think, at night, 
because people love to watch that. Not everybody's going to participate because again, not, you know, those folks, those people like me who don't want to crash the shit out of there. That's a guarantee fucking crash for me, right? If I go chasing a balloon at night, that's a guarantee, that's a guaranteed yep. crash, right? <laughs> or lose the heli. <laughs> yeah, or lose the heli. <laughs> yeah, it's guaranteed. Uh, but anyway, that's what, I, that, that's what I would like to see at Fun Flies. And I know it's a lot of work. Um, but that's the difference. I think, uh, that kind of, you know, we did, they did this kind of stuff at Snohomish, at least they used to, uh, we did that at Othello back home. And of course we did it at RCHN and, and the new fun flies, the kind the guys that are kind of trying to, there's a, a bunch of the Northwest guys over there that are kind of filling the gap, you know, I guess, cause I don't think Othello happens anymore. I don't. I don't, I don't think that one is a thing anymore, which is a shame because, man, that was a, oh, you you guys would love that field. It's a uh, perfectly manicured grass runway out in the middle of a farm. Well, it's much like the, where the free fall uh, or the fun uh, fly is, except a little more scenic because, you know, not New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what do you think, Rob? I know, I know, um, you've been to some small ones. What, 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 uh, tell me what you think about coming into going, you know, you're going to Urchin this year. What do you hope to get out of? I, I, I just hope to meet a lot of people and I want to see a lot of really badass flying in person, you know, cause I've seen lots of badass flying on videos when I was at that, um, the other fun flies that I've gone to, there were some guys that were kind of locally pro, you know what I mean? Um, and they could fly really good, you know, but it's not like Kyle Stacy good or, or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited to see that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's going to be some really badass night flying happening. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I really, you know, us talking about the games and stuff, it's, that's kind of like my, my nerdy little like secret, uh, indulgence with this whole hobby is the idea like I come from like the Armatron era back in the eighties where it, having weird gadgets to do unusual things with is cool to me. You know what I mean? And so us talking about doing like the, the cone swapping the cones around or, you know, jug drops and stuff like, uh, one of the fun flies I went to, they did like a jug drop and you had to try and land it in the target stuff like that. And shit like that. It's just non-traditional stuff is kind of cool, you know? And I don't know how much of that will happen at our Maybe there'll be some of it, you know what I mean? But, um, I think that's the big thing is just, I want to see, right. I, I want to have that visceral in-person experience again. It's been a long time. Urch is a, well, I, I haven't been in a long time. Devin, you, you go every year, roughly every year. Uh, maybe you can chime in here, but Urch is more like a trade show. Right? Well, at least the year I went, it wasn't really a, I mean, it was, dude, you get to go watch some of the best of the best, which is nice. And then you get to go see a lot of the, the new, you know, gadgets and gizmos which is always a lot of fun is it still like they still do yeah. that a lot of manufacturers still go to urcha um, i would assume so the last year that i went because i didn't go last year um which was would be two years ago it was not quite to the same exact extent right um a lot of the sponsors had back out because a lot of them were having trouble getting workers and you know their self sure. into america at the time Right. So yeah. what's the Coke point of sponsoring events? Yeah. Sure. 
there like the the thought was what's the point of sponsoring an event when we can't even go and get product there to to sell to people right so there was still a lot of like american companies and a handful of european companies overseas companies um but it was much more like uh a fun fly standard it was just like a 400 person fun fly right so Cool, man. And you're go- you are going this year? Or no? I will you're be going, going, yes. You are going this year. Okay. Yeah, I'll the be wife there. and I were th- talking about it, but I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to make it. Um so we've talked a little bit about fun flies and what makes a good fun fly, a great fun fly and all that good stuff. Let's talk a little bit about what um what what events you guys were planning on this year. God, what do you uh What's on your agenda for this year? I'm probably the worst candidate for this, honestly. You're not sure uh, what you're going to go to? Well, no, I just don't have any vacation left. So this year, oh, my you've wife... you've used it all up? No, well, kind of. I've, I've committed it for things that aren't hobby-related. So oh, my... Sometimes yeah. you got to do that, dude. Yeah, she's got these business trips where they're like a week long, so two of them. And ah. I get I got 12 days left, so that's basically it gone. And I have to watch okay. the kid. I don't have help okay. or anything, so... <laughs> I am going to Dragonfly... I'm okay. going to all the RCHO events because I can get there within a day. Yeah. I'm going to go to Modown because I can do that over a weekend. Um, but I think that's it. I really want to try and get to the Rams one up in New York. You know, the one that um, uh, Ray Stacy used to run. Yeah. And then now it's, God, what is his name? He was on Freefall in the beginning. Chris Rybert. Chris Rybert, yep. Um, he runs it now, I think. Uh, yeah. But I, I really want to get up there because my wife's family is like 10 minutes from that field. I'm so going to super, that one day. Oh, okay. I got to make it to there then. Yeah. Maybe I'll just not get paid for a week. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, Honestly, it. this is going to be a dull year for me. Yeah. Well, you'll save money because you won't be crashing Probably. so many helicopters. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> that's what you do, man. That is what you do. Captain Rob, Crash lots. Rob break fast. Yeah, Rob can fill it in for me. Yeah. Just a little little bloop on the top. Yeah, so, you, you didn't know. They come in threes, bro. <laughs> oh, Amen. yeah, no shit, dude. Uh, don't scare You're me fucked. now. You're fucked. So Rob's going to going to Urcha. Yeah, you've kind yep. of have you is that and you're taking your I hear, I listened to that episode. You're taking your, your kids. Are, are, have they decided? Are they going with you? I don't know, man. I want them to come with, but I, I get the impression that like my daughter feels like she's just going to be bored sitting under this tent. I'm like, look, man, there's gonna be all kinds of other kids there too. You know what I mean? Like people will, will come as a family and the children might not want to be standing at the flight line for hours. I'll go off and do something else. You know? And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. You know? And she's like, well, maybe I'll bring my beads and I can make necklaces for people and shit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, she could- Sell yeah. those, man. Sure. Yeah. She made me an RCHN bracelet. So thanks, Marissa. She can make more of them fuckers. Um, d- dude, there's shit to see there. There's, you know, there's, there's the museums there. There's stuff to do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. No, it'd be cool if your kids could go, but you need to get in touch with Josh Mullen there in Minnesota and get an idea of what's happening locally out there. Yeah. Yeah. I get a little closer. Well, I've got my, I have this local group and there's some folks that'll get up. And they'll go up north at, uh, um, in this place, Red Lake Falls. It's South Dakota, I think. Um, and they'll go up and fly periodically throughout the year. I might have to just go. That's 
the same crew that I used to fly with back in the day, those fun flights, right. you know, it's just been a long time. Um, but, uh, yeah. So okay. if I, if I got to scratch the itch, I probably can get to some of those more local, smaller ones too. So. Yeah. Just convert some locals into heli flyers, man. Yeah. There you go. Then I can just <laughs> stay right here. <laughs> well, you're boring, dude. Not going to lie. Hey man, doing my best. <laughs> it's fucking cold up here and it's the back of nowhere. I, know, I gotta right? drive forever so, to get anywhere fun. So <laughs> when I was in Montana, the closest fun fly was seven hours away. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. It's like five yeah. to seven hours. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. So Devin, yeah, we already talked a little bit about the fact that you're going to be gone for a month. You're going to be going to the uh, the free fall. Obviously, your dad pretty much runs that one, right? He's the CD there, right? Yeah, my dad's the CD for that event. Yes. Yeah. Right. Is that you're going to Urcha? What are you going beyond beyond that? You going to the Modown? Uh, probably not the Modown. No. Huh? I'll be going to RCHO. Uh, I'll be doing Heli Extravaganza. Um, uh, what else is there? After Urcha, there's those two. I think there's an there's one more event. I think uh, that we're going to have in Ocean in Jackson, in Ocean County. Yeah. Yeah, around that time. And then there's another event that I'm not going to be at. I'll be like, I will have just left for like a week. And another one in Jackson in June that oh. I was planning to go to, but not going to happen. So I was going to go to Ohio, which again might be thrown on the back burner if I could get the co-workers that I'm going to be with to uh, go on a drive from Indiana to Ohio. And I think that's, I think that's it. Okay. It's only, I think I got scheduled before the new work schedule. I had 13 events scheduled for the year. Holy shit. You're a social butterfly. Ah, yeah, of course. Mm. I don't like people enough to go to that many events. I don't know about a social butterfly. Can we call him like a heli whore or something? <laughs> <laughs> You're a whore. You're a whore. You're a heli whore. That's pretty cool, man. I, I This year for me, I'm... Um, well, I'm going to the free fall. We just decided that the other day, the wife and I. Good. Uh, just because I saw... You. What's that? Don't let the tolls kill you too bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, tolls. <laughs> totally. And then uh, we're going to go to Rochester to Chris Reibert's. I don't know what that event is called. But it's the one you were talking about, Scott, up there. The one that uh, costs the Northeast mm-hmm. Heli Jamboree. Yeah, that sounds right. That's it. Northeast Model Heli Jamboree. Yeah. Yeah. Going to go to that. And then um, we had... I really, we, we had talked about, my wife and I talked about going out west. I really wanted to hit up a couple Pacific Northwest events just, just to go and hang out with my peeps out there that I hadn't seen in a long, long time. There's a lot of folks out there that I haven't seen in a long time. But I don't think it's going to work out. We were, they changed, uh, Snohomish typically was in August, but I think they changed it to June. We were kind of targeting Snohomish, but that was changed. 
Because typically Snohomish happened within a week or two of Arch over the years, but uh, not anymore. And like I said, I don't think Othello's thing, it might be a small thing, but I don't think it's anything like it used to be. But so that's really about it. Um, maybe hit up some of these smaller ones that happen that I find out about, you know, a week or two before. But that's really about it. And this year, I'm just, you know, one of my goals this year is to actually spend a little more time flying at a fun fly. I don't really do a lot of flying at a fun flies because I get, I get all wrapped up in it. Like I get uh, mind games again. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just, it's like I get nervous flying in front of people. Right. Just resort to mingling instead. Yeah. Which, you know, nothing wrong with that. Again, that's, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy the shit out of that. But, um, you know, I'd like to get a little more flying in this year. But that's pretty much, uh, I think, all I have on the books for this year is those two fun flies and maybe just capture, capturing another really wanted to do Urcha, but, uh, we, I, uh, I haven't been working for four months. <laughs> so there's so well, there's that. Damn, you've been four months anyway. <laughs> so, you know, got to feed, got to feed the bank. The bank's getting a little hungry. Yeah. Pay the man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But first I got to get Scott to solder an ESC for me. I don't, I don't know. Ship it to me. I'll solder it. <laughs> I feel like I'd be paying like $200 in shipping. No. <laughs> just the ESC, homie. Oh, yeah. I guess I could just pull the motor and have you uh, solder to the motor. Yeah. Boom. Or Done. Solder the... No, just the... What? How, oh, how does that work? Did again? you remember how to heli down? Did you forget? No, I, I totally forgot. I guess I need... Uh, you know what? I, I think I need new connectors for that, too. I don't think I have the right connectors. Shit. Man, what am I doing with my life? Just I mean, tape it all. Just tape it all together. That's wait, all you going need. to you going to Dragonfly? I don't think so. I don't uh, think because so. if you did, you could just bring it there and I'll do it for you. Well, I got two of them. You do them both. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Takes like ten seconds. Maybe I'll have Devin do it at uh, when we do uh, do it to freefall. Or his dad. Maybe his dad's a little more reliable. With the soldering. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to want my dad to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want the old man to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does all my soldering. <laughs> <laughs> it's not no, that I, I can't solder. I choose not to. I um, um, I feel you, dude. I picture yeah. big-ass blobs of solder. just <laughs> <laughs> All cold and shit. Yeah. <laughs> all frosted <laughs> over. Non-shiny. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we missed something about fun flies, but that's kind of the conversation I had envisioned yeah in, in my envisioned little it, yeah. brain well they're fun and flying happens <laughs> they yes. yes well put well put rob well put so i think we're gonna wrap this one up guys but before we do that let's get some emails uh, scott if i wanted to get in touch with you how would i do that you can get me at scott at rchnv3.com or if you're lucky enough to have his phone number no nah, you told me not to do that anymore but you don't no. I do. Yeah, my phone number's on the sticky pages. I mean, the yellow pages. The, on the bathroom wall? <laughs> it's on the bathroom wall of every rest area between here and Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I made sure of it. For a good time, not a long time, call Scott. <laughs> how about you, Devin? How do I get in touch with you? Uh, Devin McClellan on Facebook or Devin at rchnv3.com. 
I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchnv3.com. Please check out our webpage, www.rchnv3.com. If you want to get in touch with Nick, you could reach him at nickwisdom at rchnv3.com. Nick Wisdom RC on Facebook and uh, forward slash Hilly Erect. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that just made me hard. Oh, boy. We kid, we kid, we kid. Do we? <laughs> I do. I don't know about you. We kid, we kid. All righty. Last but certainly not least, Rob, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Well, the way in which the getting in touch with me should occur this week is uh, with a whisper cannon, some binoculars, and um, another ninja outfit. So what you have to do is you have to find out um, when Devin is showing up at that fun fly this weekend that he's going to and hide in the woods in your ninja outfit. And when you see him pull up, just track him the whole time and periodically throw your question at his head with the whisper cannon um, just ever so subtly over and over throughout the fun fly. Maybe catch him while he's flying or while he's trying to get his dad to fix his helicopter after crashing or whatever, you know. Um, eventually, he might think he's going crazy, but then he'll realize, oh, I'm supposed to ask uh, this question for Rob. I'm supposed to give this question to Rob, and then I'll get it. Um, but uh, if you don't know what a whisper cannon is and you're afraid to Google that because um, the feds might track your search um, or you, just, you lost your ninja outfit from the last time you tried to do a question for me, you could just email me at rob at rchnv3.com. Uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook, NextGenRCFB, uh, Instagram at NextGenRC, or YouTube.com slash NextGenRC. Is it over yet? Fantastic. Boom, boom. Is it over can... yet? Did you just say that, Devin? <laughs> you could throw the ninja star at his heli because, you know, everything comes in set of threes, as Scott said. Uh, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> I shun the crash. <laughs> All righty, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. I got yeah. it. I'm going to buy some air hogs helis and just crash those a couple of times to get the three out of the way. Boom. Dude, I, had, I yeah. bought an air hog back in the day, way back in the day. Did I had like everybody? five of those bitches. Did you really? Dude, dude a thumbtack in the nose and that fucker was pew. Are you sure it's a, a thumb, not a thumbtack in like the ass or something? Thumbtack <laughs> <laughs> in the ass, Rob. You gotta you gotta get four crashes in one flight to knock out your three in a row. Oh yeah, wait, that Scott, would be legendary. You gotta do it first. I've already done it. You That's did three. Sprinkling. That was my annual fuck up. Bucking annual biweekly. <laughs> four crashes in one flight. Oh, you're not here for that? I think it was no. three in three in one flight. The fourth did it in. Uh, yeah, same aircraft, uh, just stuffing it in the beans repeatedly. It was the SAB Goose Guy 700 after that flight. Yeah. yeah. How was the battery pack? Oh, <laughs> still in Virginia. <laughs> 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 Along with my tail case. That's why it's a rekit.
Hilly Rick. 